before we even get pregnant, we really should be detoxifying for a good year before conception to reduce that total toxic load so it doesn't end up on the baby. Babies are born with lots of exposures. We've done a study here in the United States, you may have heard of it, where they measured the cord blood sample at the time of birth. So they take a a sample of blood from the umbilical cord and they have detected up to 287 chemicals in the blood of a brand new baby. So we have no idea what the interaction of those chemicals are, but we know how sensitive the brain is. And we're seeing this explosion of autism and other concentration issues. And in my mind, there's absolutely no question that they're, they're related. Welcome to the Self-Optimized Podcast. I think we're on episode number six now. But around here, we talk about all natural health solutions to help you improve your health and become an ultra-optimized version of yourself. I'm your host, Mark McLean, a health and wellness author and journalist based here in Bonnie, Scotland. And in this episode, we've got some valuable information for parents or for any couples who are thinking about starting a family in the near future. Because this week's guest is Dr. Mary Shackleton, a naturopathic doctor and founder of Holistica Integrative Care in the US. She's been practicing naturopathic medicine for 25 years now and is a leading expert on environmental medicine and recovering from the many health conditions associated with toxic exposures today. And that includes everything from autoimmune diseases infertility, chronic fatigue, neurological conditions, the list goes on. And Dr. Mary Shackleton recently wrote a book called The Preconception Cleanse and we'll be talking about all the information she covers in that today. But basically that book is written for women before conception to give them the best chances of having a healthy baby reducing the risk of things like autism and avoiding any fertility issues, miscarriages, things like that. And in this episode, Dr. Mary talks about why chemicals and environmental toxins in our food, our household products and the products we put on our skin, they're all contributing to our sickness these days. She also touches upon the research which shows that this toxic load is then being passed on to babies in the womb. We also cover the link between these exposures and all sorts of conditions including ADHD and learning difficulties. And Dr Mary talks about the importance of women detoxing before pregnancy and how long they should do it for. And listen, men also need to pay attention as well because Dr Mary Shackleton explains how Men's sperm counts have dropped drastically over the past couple of decades and she tells us what men can do about that. But anyway, enough chat from me, let's dive into this and hear from our guest expert. Hi Mary, looking forward to the conversation. Firstly, tell us a bit about you and your background, an overview of your career and what you specialise in now. Okay, good morning. Yes, I am a naturopathic doctor and I live in Boulder, Colorado where I've been running an integrative medical practice for about 24 years now. And um, my background in naturopathic medicine allowed me to initially treat babies. But then I realized uh, as my pediatric practice grew, I needed to start learning how to treat the moms to get the babies well. 
Then I kind of morphed into a, a women's health center. And after I get, you know, women's hormones balanced and things as great as I can get them, they're still not well. So I started to really look at what are some of the causes of that. And there seems to be such an incredible tie between environmental medicine, what we're exposed to, and our reproductive health and our, our health in general, that I have really now started to focus in environmental medicine. Yeah, fantastic. And you recently launched a book, Preconception Cleanse. Tell us a bit more about that and your reasons for writing the book. Yeah, so the the I would say the main main reason is that when I'm treating people in their 40s and 50s, there are more people now complaining of brain fog and fatigue than I've ever seen. And brain fog can be very complicated, but our brain is one of the most sensitive organ to toxins. And I started to realize that, you know, this this population of young what I consider to be young people are really struggling neurologically and I haven't seen that before previously. So if I work upstream and I realize, you know, we come into this world with a total toxic burden that's too high. So mothers are exposed. They have, they pass along what they have stored in terms of total toxin burden. They they pass that along to their fetus in utero. So that baby is coming out with some neurologic challenges that didn't happen 40, 50 years ago. So my goal is to kind of shift the paradigm about how to prepare for pregnancy. We have good prenatal care once somebody gets pregnant, but how should we approach this before we even get pregnant? We really should be detoxifying for a good year before conception to reduce that total toxic load so it doesn't end up on the baby. And we've had an explosion of autism in the past decade or two. The numbers are, are sky high these days. Can you please give us your views and why that is and what can be done to to try and prevent that? Yes, this is really also the main point of the book is that, you know, I don't know what it's like in Scotland, but in the United States, kids are on more medications to manage their behavior and their focus and concentration and their moods. And most pharmaceutical companies are focusing their research on drugs for kids versus antibiotics, for example, because you don't need to be on an antibiotic more than seven to 10 days, but you need to be on these drugs for life. So I believe that the impact of chemical exposure during neurodevelopment for fetuses is contributing, absolutely without a question, contributing to autism, ADD, focus and concentration issues, and that our brains are so sensitive to these chemicals and easily damaged that the mitochondria of the cell in the brain is the most sensitive target for toxins. And then babies are born with lots of exposures. We've, we've done a study here in the United States, you may have heard of it, where they measured the cord blood sample at the time of birth. They, so they take a, a sample of blood from the umbilical cord and they have detected up to 287 chemicals in the blood of a brand new baby. So we have no idea what the interaction of those chemicals are, but we know how sensitive the brain is. And we're seeing this explosion of autism and other concentration issues. And in my mind, there's absolutely no question that they're, they're related. Yeah. What can parents do, for example, if they already have a child who's on the autism spectrum and they want to do their best to make sure that their next child they're preparing for is as healthy as possible? Right. It's such a good question because I think I think that when parents experience this with a child, they believe that they're doomed to have this happen with subsequent pregnancies, and that is not the case. It's directly tied to what you've stored 
and how you can eliminate that before you have your next baby. So that's increasing nutrient um, intake significantly that supports detoxification. So I'm talking about nutrients that are antioxidants, vitamin C, simple things, vitamin E, even glutathione, those types of things support detoxification. Really watching exposure. So watching what you put on your body in terms of products, what you put in your body, the air we breathe, the water we drink. And it is a process. So the book I wrote was really, it's kind of a how-to. Like, how do you do this? And it breaks it down and makes it manageable for people. The goal is to be more aware of what we're exposed to. I think you mentioned that you had a, a journey with heavy metals. Those things accumulate over many, many, many years. And so when we step back from those exposures, we can start detoxifying what we've stored and it increases the chances of having a neurologically healthy baby. Yeah, and there are many different ways for detoxifying the body. Which would you say are are the most effective forms of detoxification and which are some that you would are maybe not worth people's time? Mm, good one. Well, my favorite, absolute favorite is sweating. So everything comes out in your sweat. You know, heavy metals, pesticides, fragrances, the chemicals that we have in our surrounding environment in our homes, the things that are stored in us when we sweat, we get a good sweat, those things do come out. So that's, you know, available to most people. However, some people don't sweat because they are too toxic, which is a whole conversation. So sweating is a good one. You know, you think about the Finnish. The Finnish are the people that really kind of brought sweating to the community. And this is a really healthy behavior to to gather and sweat and sweat lodges and things. But a lot of people have access to some type of a sauna at a gym, perhaps, or even through exercise, you can get a good sweat going. So sweating is important and really focusing as much as you can on elimination of exposure. So organic foods, and I'm curious in Scotland, what kind of exposure and access you have, but in the United States, we have 80% of our produce is sprayed with pesticides and things like Roundup. And those those things are very damaging to our health, to our gut, to our brain. So the avoidance of chemicals takes some awareness, but that's a, a very important step for detoxification. And then eating properly. Most of the detoxification happens when you eat, not when you don't eat. And so that's a very big myth that you can do a water fast or a juice fast and detoxify when we actually really need protein, carbs, and fat to initiate certain stages of detoxification. So eating really well, I mean, that includes eating seven to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. That's probably one of the biggest acts of detoxification you can, you can put in place. And so, you know, I really, I really, my goal is to empower people to do this on their own so that they can adopt the way to live a, deto- a life of detoxification. So they don't have to do a seven-day cleanse or a 14-day cleanse. You know, we all kind of do that. At the beginning of the year, we might back off the alcohol or whatever. But the goal is to really live this way so you don't have to do any certain, you know, stringent detoxification plans. Which And they're out there. So, you know, if you Google how to detox, there's a million things that come up. The things I don't love are water fasting. There are some good reasons to water fast. But they're not for detoxification. They might be for cancer or cardiovascular disease, but that does not support detoxification. We want to, we want to facilitate things coming out with food and nutrients. Juice fasting is another one that's really associated with detoxification. I love juicing and I think juicing is incredible added to a healthy diet, not in place of. So I'm a big fan of eating well and not no fad diets. I'm not a big fan of any of that. And so. It's very confusing for the consumer to think about how to detox because there's one million ways. If you Google that, you'll see there's a thousand things that are recommended for detoxification. But the reality of it, and from a biochemistry standpoint, we need food and we need nutrients to detoxify. 
I believe that a lot of people don't realise the impact that environmental toxicity and chemicals have on their body and they don't realise that that is basically a root cause of a lot of the symptoms they're experiencing. What would you say to people that they need to be more aware of in that respect? Great question. So I would say the symptoms that are associated with toxicity can range from anything from brain fog to fatigue to depression, anxiety, insomnia, thyroid disorders, gut disorders. But the big one that I'm really seeing that I'm super concerned about, which was also part of the catalyst for writing this book, is infertility. So sperm count is declining. It's declined by 50% since 1980. That's super significant. So we're, we're seeing here, we're seeing a lot of uptick in fertility clinics and IVF and young women not able to conceive. And it's 40, 40 to 60% of that is male factor infertility. So sperm count has declined significantly, as has ovarian reserve of eggs. So this is a really big problem. And in addition to the other clinical things that we see that might indicate, you know, I just don't feel well, recurrent infection, you know, neurologically, that's, those are the symptoms that I pay attention to the most. Like, how do people function? Are they thinking well? Are they feeling well? What's their outlook on life? Are they depressed or anxious? So those are some of the first ways to know that somebody might not be detoxifying well or exposed to too many toxins. Yeah. And going back to your book again, if someone was to order your book and I would, I would recommend they do. Can they open a chapter or two, read through the book and actually take some practical steps pretty quickly? Yes, exactly. Be that's the reason I wrote it. I wanted it to be a how-to guide. And the target population are not only women that have had babies, but women that want to conceive. So the goal is to, to reach women before they want to conceive so that they have about a year to work through some of the things in this book. And I really recommend that people give themselves a lot of grace. This doesn't have to happen overnight, but slowly and surely you, you, know, you work through your bathroom, the things that women are exposed to so many chemicals before they leave their bathroom in the morning. So it's kind of a how-to, what things to avoid, how to look at your labels, what to look at in your house for chemical exposure, eliminate all that. The good news is there's so many products that are available now and things that you can make at home as home cleaners that don't have to have chemicals in it. So the book really is intended for people to pick it up and learn step-by-step step how to go through detoxification of their home, their life, reduce their total toxic burden. Obviously, the, the book's primarily aimed towards women as well, but obviously we have couples preparing for maybe their first child. How do men fit into this? Do they have to, or is it recommended they go through a, a detoxification process beforehand as well? Yes, and, and I've had some feedback. You know, the book launched this week and I've had several men say, well, what about us? You know, and I, I should have maybe included the men in this book a little bit more, but the book really does. It's suitable for men and women and men are a big part of the equation. And so when men have exposure to toxic chemicals, sperm concentration and count go way down. And so that's documented over and over. So, and you know, women are born with all of their eggs. And so we have to kind of protect the health of those eggs. Whereas as men remove obstacles, to healthy reproduction, their sperm count goes up and their concentration raises and it's very quick. So men are a big piece of this and their ability to detoxify is really important in fertility for sure. Yeah, so I suppose ultimately if people are looking to, number one, have the healthiest baby possible, maybe even 
to avoid miscarriages, this is the the type of information they really need to dive into. Exactly. And, you know, I think it is a little bit early for people. I mean, the, the younger generation is starting to think about fertility and they're starting to think about, you know, do I even ovulate and what are what are the things that are contributing? A lot of people don't understand that there is that really strong connection between what we are exposed to, what we do every day and our, their, our reproductive health. And so I, my goal is to shift the paradigm for women to think about this long before they want to conceive. A lot of women will come into my office and sit down and say, I want to get pregnant and I want to do a detox. and I want to get pregnant in a month. <laughs> and I say, no, come back in a year. You need a year to do this. So I really want to back up the expectation of, of fertility after somebody's been cleansing and detoxing and paying attention to these things for a good year. And, and Mary, do you have any case studies or, or kind of success stories you could share with us just now? Obviously not get into full details, but sharing some examples of women who have maybe struggled to conceive for a long time and have had some success following the, the information you share. Yes. And, you know, one family comes to mind, actually, they had five children. So this is like post. I met them after she had her five children and they all had various issues of learning disabilities and immune challenges. One had a neurologic tick. And, you know, the pediatrician that she saw wasn't not able to help her. What we did was back up and look at their their house and her pregnancy and her health before she had these children. And we learned that she had heavy metal toxicity. They all had heavy metal toxicity. They had a house that was contaminated with mold and they all had nutrient deficiencies. So once we got all of those kids detoxified and we did this gently over time, their reading levels went up in school by three grades. Their his neurologic tick went away. They their like skin rashes and their asthma and all these things that they were experiencing as very young children all improved. So that's the that was the first case study that came to mind because it was like you know five or six people in a family that were affected by doing a detoxification. I got to watch the entire family improve. It was very yeah, fun. That's, that's incredible stuff. And I suppose that takes me on to the next question. I mean, if parents do have children with learning disability, struggling with the likes of reading and any other kind of educational setback due to environmental causes. Are you keen to underline that this is not the end? Or there is plenty that can be done to undo that. Absolutely. And, you know, the gut, which you are very familiar with, the gut is a, in a critical point of how our brain functions. So there are things that we can modify in our diet and with nutrients that that we eat and absorb in our gut that really do impact our brain. So part of it is elimination of exposure and part of it is giving healing nutrients and making sure the rest of the body's in good shape. So it's absolutely reversible. I think that parents often feel like they have failed somehow when it really is the environment. And so once you understand the things that contribute to what your to total toxic load is, you have a lot of power to change that. And so having a baby on the spectrum or somebody with a focus or concentration issue in your family is a bit of a, um, it's a call to action to, to do an assessment, figure out what kind of things you can change and the health of your entire family can be much better. Yeah. And is it possible to reverse autism? Good question. I think, I think kids with autism can get much better. I think again, with gut health, re removing heavy metals, addressing inflammation that comes from toxic exposure. Yes, I think nobody has been able to confirm the exact cause of autism because I think it's many things. 
So is it vaccinations? Is it genetic? Is it, you know, all these things? For sure, there's there are ways to intervene and improve. One of the things that I um, don't, I want to put this out there so women can think about it, is there is a gene test that you can do before you get pregnant. It's called the MTHFR gene. This gene does correlate with autism. The gene can be present in one or two parents, and this methylation gene will increase the risk of autism. So this is an area that you can measure before you get pregnant. The way you fix this gene is with folate, dark green leafy vegetables, and a prenatal vitamin. So when women know that they have this gene and they can take the steps to address this gene, they can reduce the risk of autism for their family. Yeah, that's very, very valuable information. Yeah, we're almost at the end now, Mary. It's been it's been a great conversation. Firstly, can you please tell us where people can find you, learn more about the work you do, and how they can grab a copy of your book? And then could you also finish with maybe two or three key pieces of advice where people can take practical steps pretty quickly to start detoxifying and improving their health? Yes. Okay. So you can find me at maryshackleton.com. And this is my website where you can purchase my book and or I have a four-week course that will help walk you through the, the steps of this book, Detoxification, step-by-step over four modules. My Instagram is Dr. Mary Shackleton. And the practical tips, I, I do want people to understand how toxins get out. So we get out, we, we eliminate toxins through our bowel, our urine, our sweat, our lymphatics, and our kidneys. And so when people are not having a regular bowel movement, that's an important place to start. So you can do that with more fiber, more water, magnesium. Making sure you're eliminating every day is really important. Drinking enough water every day is really important. Most people don't drink enough water. Here it's so super dehydrating here if we don't. But if you don't drink, you know, two to three liters of water a day, that adds to the the kidneys stress of eliminating toxins. Also sweating, making sure you can actually eliminate through your pores. And movement is really important for detoxification. So those are some basic things to start with. If those pathways are closed, I don't recommend a detox until they're all opened and then things can actually become excreted and eliminated safely. That wraps up for today, guys. But for anyone interested in reading Dr. Mary Shackleton's book, I'll include the link directly below in the show notes. And if you think of anyone who may be interested in hearing about what was discussed today, then why not send them a link to this episode and share the love? Okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode.